Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the big six zero. We're getting to be senior citizens uh, these days. It's episode 60 of the Preachcast. Um, and you know, if math is correct, sir, I think you hit senior citizen at age 55. Is that is that how it works in, yeah. the, in these states? Yeah, yeah. And then you get like all types of discounts and stuff. So in like these colonies, I'm looking forward. Of course, we got to bring up the colonies because our every 10 friend uh, Richard, the fear merchant, is back on the program coming up later today because he's going to be helping us out as we discuss E3 this year, ladies and gentlemen, the Electronic Entertainment Expo 2017. But before we get there, ladies and gentlemen, we got to roll into some other stuff. We got the whole rest of the show to go. And here's what we're going to do, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to boot our booters because it's time for just preach play. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's the time we give you to booter those booters. Head on over to trailers.apple.com. From there, you're going to find the most recent new trailer that we know nothing about. And today, ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be kidnapped with Halle Berry. It is. It is called. It is called kidnapped. Starring Academy Award winner. Halle Berry. Really? They messed with the wrong mother. That's right. She's uh she won Academy Award for that movie with um oh man, what's his name? Angelina Jolie's Billy Bob Thornton. That's it. Um I saw that movie a bunch. I do not remember the name of it. No, nope, but you did win. So good job, Halle Berry. <laughs> good for you, Halle Berry. All I remember you for is Catwoman. There you go. Isn't she in the Flintstones? Uh, I I will always remember her for being in the Flintstones. <laughs> her and Cameron Diaz in the mask. There you go. That's fair. I will always remember those two women <laughs> um, in, their, in their luxurious roles. You ready for this thriller with Halle Berry? Is that what this is, a thriller? That's that's literally the only thing that's under it. Just Halle Berry or kidnap Halle Berry thriller. First three lines on Apple trailers. <laughs> all I see is her eyes. That's all I'm getting okay. on on every image. Looks like cracked glass, and like she might have a shiner from getting taking a left hook. Perhaps she's tough. She's tough. We'll find out she how is. tough she is in this movie. Yes, because in three, two, one, we're gonna just preach play. Here it comes. Rated R for violence and peril. Peril. I've never seen anything rated R for peril. Somebody took her kid. Frankie! Are you hiding, Frankie? Has anybody seen a little boy with short curly hair? I can't find him. Yeah, like 12 of those kids. Teal Ford Mustang. It should be easy to find. Right? If you wait with me here, ma'am, we'll file a report right now. That's what all these people did. They waited. Yo, this looks good. Found looks you, like Halle Berry bringing down a ring with a child. <laughs> Yo, that looks like a, a quality. I can't wait to watch that. I will go to the theater to see that. 
my god is that straight to dvd no no oh man i hope not i, I it, it seems it seems like it could be it says in theaters august what theaters i mean all of them i hope i'm gonna uh, pull it up the website right now just to see if it happens to be on bod i don't know man Halle Berry looks super intense in that it, it looks really over it kind of looks a little over the top i'm I, it looks like a good time i agree it definitely looks over the top um yeah Halle Berry bringing it back trying to get something done oh man i'm excited i'm in i'm totally ready but sir Ooh. are you ready uh, for our, like, I guess our return segment, Any Blue You Can Do. That's right, man. I am ready for Any Blue You Can Do. Awesome, uh, This is our segment, of course, where we discuss uh, new Blu-rays that we find. Typically, an upcoming Blu-ray release or, you know, a uh, Blu-ray deal that we found or just an awesome Blu-ray that we want to discuss with you because Lord knows we love the collectibles. Indeed, we do, sir. And this segment is actually brought to you, uh, brought to us in part by Arrow Video. Uh, they have all types of awesome um, horror Blu-rays uh, that you can go check out. They do big, big on special features. Um, there's just like a, usually a ton of documentaries on their discs. Uh, and the one I want to briefly mention this week is going to be the not one, not two, not three, but four disc limited edition of Donnie Darko. Uh, it's four discs of Darko? Four discs of Darko, sir. Why do you need that many discs? All right, well, first of all, every like I would hope that every movie that you like, you know, people are really passionate about Donnie Darko. Uh, and, you know, they really kind of dive into it in this. On, with this disc, not only do you get a brand new 4K restoration uh, of the film, there's commentary with the writer, the director, Jake Gyllenhaal, um, all like pretty much like any actor that you can imagine that was that was in this they have commentary with them um they have in the director's cut there's actually commentary with kevin smith which is pretty pretty awesome oh yeah yep there's an all-new feature-length documentary it's probably a little probably close to like an hour and a half called um (laughs) deuce ex machina um all about the philosophy of donnie darko a brand new documentary by Ballyhoo Motion Pictures about the making containing interviews with the writer director the producer um, and it just goes it just goes on and on and on um, and there's over 20 deleted and alternate scenes in this uh, it's crazy and there's also like a collectible uh, book uh, and there's a fan made documentary as well like so this thing is packed to the brim uh, with features documentaries deleted scenes if you like Donnie Darko even in the slightest you owe it to your yourself to pick up this release uh from arrow video uh and you can grab it for only it's 29 dollars, which is pretty good considering like all the stuff they cram into this definitely definitely check it out so uh at the uh on the other end of the spectrum uh, for a fraction of 29 dollars for eight dollars and 19 cents exact exactly you can get stephen king's it on blu-ray um, this is a big deal, not only because Stephen King's uh, It is coming to theaters this September, but because for a little while, this Blu-ray actually went out of print when it first came out. Uh, so now it's back. You can grab it. And you can grab it for less than the, I think it was like 15 when it originally came out. But now it's like just a hair over eight bucks. Uh, and you can pick that up on Amazon or hopefully in the store if you can find it. I almost never see it when I'm out in the store. So being able to grab it on the cheap is awesome. But it is super on the cheap cheap you are not getting any special features so i really hope that in the future maybe air video will pick this one up although with the remake coming out i don't think those rights are going anywhere <laughs> no who wants the rights now oh man you gotta put me on the spot like that i feel like it's um i feel like it's mgm but i don't quote me on that really? one sir MGM. oh no warner brothers excuse me oh my well sorry uh, wb don't, don't let the frog hear me Great gosh almighty. Yeah, I'm the WB. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. What do you got for me, fam? So, my dude, you all know that I am a big anime fan. Uh-huh. Yeah. No way. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> so, uh, back in the day on the old Toonami, they had a program uh, called Outlaw Star, and they just released the complete series on Blu ray. It's a Blu ray DVD combo box set on June 13th, 2017. Uh, that is absolutely insane. Amazon is selling it for forty nine ninety nine. Uh, regular price, I believe, is seventy something. Um, awesome, dude. 
Uh, it's a collector's edition uh, metallic finished chipboard box uh, that's designed to look like the spaceship in this show that actually has like a hatch opening. And it also comes with a hundred page art booklet. A hundred pages? hundred page <laughs> art booklet. So you can check out Gene Starwin as he's going around looking for the galactic ley line. Oh my gosh, man. That's Relive cool. all your glorious 90s dreams. That's, that's <laughs> crazy, man. I hope that like like all these companies are, that, that put this stuff out are doing well because I really appreciate when they take the time to make these crazy editions of all these movies, TV shows, and they, they come with all this like just packaging like as much as it Dude, like having a gnarly box that is like looking kind of like the ship or at least like how it would open that's insane to me like that's that's so cool and the fact that they're putting out like a coffee table booklet like you know i love my gimmicks that's why i yeah. went out and i got that looney tunes platinum collection back in the day mm-hmm. a former any blue you could do from shows past there you go you know i wanted to get the the lithograph i wanted to get the bugs bunny shot glass i wanted to get the book I love all that stuff. Yeah, man, me too. I mean, that's what I feel like. That's what it's all like. I, I, that's what it's all about. I love streaming and everything, but there's something like I don't know. There's something special about like having the movie, being able to watch it whenever you want, not having to rely uh, on the internet, having like all the discs and all the artwork. And um, Arrow actually put out. Uh, I talked about it on Tales from the Cribbed, the uh, the house box set, uh, and I actually went went out and and bought the one from England because it came with. It comes with like this like I don't know it's like 55 page like full color booklet and I'm like this is awesome that's awesome like, like nobody does this stuff anymore so nobody's doing that so like you know I, I hope support these support these people buy their stuff if you're into it because uh you know we want to make sure that we keep getting awesome stuff like this absolutely absolutely yeah. Yeah. everybody go out spend your money as fast as you can whoa speaking of spending money sir oh. uh, why don't we talk about uh, spending some money in the theaters this week on coming attractions and Ooh. before we you know since we're gonna be spending some money in the theater let's talk about a way you can save some money in the theater and that's by using our promo code with adam tickets uh in case you're not familiar with adam tickets it's probably no not even probably definitely the best way for you to be able to purchase your tickets for the movies not only will you be able to purchase your tickets not only will you be able to reserve your seats but you will have your concessions ready and waiting for you when you arrive and when if you use the promo code preach up preach us oh p-r-e-e-s-h-u-s you will save five dollars if you're a new customer right off of your concessions slash tickets and whatever you're buying there uh so do it save yourself some money be convenient have a great time uh, we got a lot to get through in this uh, in this coming attractions. It is huh? it is jam packed, sir. So we're gonna go ahead and start off with probably the biggest release this week. And you know what? I got a got a confession. I don't really care too too much about it. And it's gonna be Cars Three. Somehow Ooh. there's a third entry in this. That's the I didn't even realize it was coming out already. I know, man. It's kind of kind of crazy. Um, not really not really too excited for another Cars movie. And no. I'm gonna be honest with you, I didn't even see the first one so yeah i don't know about going to see number three but it's got to be doing well if they're if they're coming out with this many of them are you a big cars guy uh i am not a cars guy uh with the film or the act of uh hobby <laughs> i i'm not a fan i missed the cars boat that was like right when i was getting into my uh angsty teen phase i guess where i was like i'm gonna watch Donnie Darko? <laughs> not Donnie Darko. I'm not a fan of Donnie Darko. You would need yes, to sell are. me hard on Donnie Darko. You like Donnie Darko. You shut up. I am not a fan. I was like, I was getting into Matrix heavy. Oh, of course. Not walking around with like a leather duster heavy, but I was getting into the Matrix. <laughs> I went to Sunglass Hut and tried to pick up his glasses. <laughs> you probably did that now as an adult. I would, dude. Those are those are sick frames. <laughs> Well, um, how about we got another release coming out called Rough Night with Scarlett Johansson. Uh, it is about a group of girlfriends who hire. What was that? Scarjo. Yeah, Scarjo. Um, a group of girlfriends go out and hire a male stripper for a bachelorette party in Miami, and apparently things go terribly wrong. Uh, it is a rated R comedy. It kind of looks like in the vein of Bridesmaids. Uh, if it is like Bridesmaids, that movie was funny, so this one might be funny too. It looks pretty funny. Uh, written by uh, the uh, strong queens uh, behind Broad City. Hmm. All right. You like so- Broad City? Are you into it? You know, I have not seen it, but I have heard of it. I think it's hilarious. It's a good time. Uh, Ilana is actually in the movie uh, with the rest. Kate McKinnon's in there with an Australian accent, so you know you're in for a good time. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kate McKinnon is in there. I mm -hmm. didn't even and know she Jillian that. from Workaholics. And Zoe Kravitz. Lenny Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz. So maybe you get to see Lenny. Hopefully yeah. she says something about an American woman. Maybe. Uh, we also have, oh, man, they're really packing it in. Um, we have All Eyes on Me coming out is the documentary slash drama all about um, Tupac, Tupac Shakur. Yeah. Um, this is Tupac Shakur. It's a little over. It's a little over two hours. It's about two and a half hours long. That is a long time, but uh, it's a documentary, so I guess that uh, I guess that makes sense. Um, he had a decent amount of life to live. He did. Uh, I would probably like. I would definitely check this out when it comes out, like later. I don't know if I need to run to the theater to go to go see this one. Didn't we go see? Um, uh, we saw Straight Outta Compton. We did saw Straight Outta Compton, and I liked Straight Outta Compton. Opening about. night. Uh, but I did, yeah, we did. Uh, it was, and I liked that movie, but it was a little bit too long. All right, so you go with Ice Cube, not Tupac. I guess not. No, I don't know. Wow. But that, you know what though? I had that. that I thought you were a ride or die. Now it's all about Biggie. That yeah, yeah. <laughs> we did another Biggie movie. But yeah, exactly. Uh, and we also have we got two more movies to make it through. Believe it or not. Wow. Got, I know. Uh, we also have Forty Seven Meters Down, uh, which uh, is starring Mandy Moore. Uh, this is basically another like shark movie um, where like sharks come after people. Um, this movie actually came out last last year. It was called In the Deep or Into the Deep, uh, and it actually was released on DVD. But the sh I believe now I'm not absolutely positive, but it got pulled from DVD. You can't buy it anymore, uh, and they decided to theatrically release it. Um, this came out right around I think the time when. Um, uh, the Shallows with Blake Lively came out. So I think that movie did super, like, that movie did well. And I think the company probably took a look and were like, you know what? We're going to release this in the theaters. We have Mandy Moore in this. Let's just pull it. <laughs> I did actually, so I saw this movie. I did wind up being able to see it. Was it, um, was it good? No. No. Did Not you, really. Did you see interesting, the inter They do, they, they pull, they pull some interesting things for a shark movie. Um, Yeah. It, but it's uh, I I could see why it went to DVD. Okay. First. All right. Well, hey, you know what? It's got Mandy Moore in it, so you know, if you're like if you're a fan of Mandy, go check it out. You know, I'm missing her like candy. There it is. And lastly, <laughs> sir, is the Book of Henry, a drama and a thriller. A single mother discovers a scheme in her son's book to rescue a young girl from the hands of her abusive stepfather and sets out to execute the plan at any cost. It's pretty intense. Um, this one stars Naomi Watts. Uh, I don't know. Not, oh, yeah? not sure I'm into the book of Henry. I think uh, this week I'd probably go check out uh, what leads the pack for me is probably 47 meters down, followed by Rough Night. Uh, I would see Rough Night. Absolutely. There you go. Absolutely hands down. If, uh, you know, any of the ladies still on their the Wonder Woman kick, that was good. You want to go see another lady power movie? Let's go see Rough Night. Rough Night looks funny. I might go check it out. But we have, see that one. we have some other things to deal with today. That's right, my friend. You've got to deal with playing the world's new favorite game show, Travial Pursuit, because this time we're going to see if we can get the Glenn as we play AMC Super Movie Quiz. And that's the game you got to Google because the URL is great. This time, ladies and gentlemen, we are playing quiz number 40. Oh, my gosh, man. We're getting up there. Is it over? Is this the last like real quiz? No, we have one more. We have quiz number 41. Oh to play gosh. quiz number 40, you have to click on quiz number 39. Brutal. Yes. So after this, uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. We're going to have to find a new game. We're going to have to get to that. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. It's intense. Okay. No problem, sir. No problem. What's the? Hit me with a score update. I, I really need to. I really got to get to work. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Shut up. There are, 20, <laughs> so there are 22 questions uh, this week. Uh, on quiz number 40 you currently have a score of 27 sounds respectable i currently have a score of 43 well there's the problem right there that seems to be we gotta come seems up, to be we gotta come up with a way for you to lose points so we should, yeah <laughs> is that, that possible that should, can we do that, that be a lie. how do i lose points here we take so, away, take away <laughs> first question I, for me, I would I would be like, okay, cool. This might be a good quiz. I don't know about you though. Okay. I don't know about, I don't know about how you get down. That's brutal. Uh, I don't like how you phrase that. That's right. All right. That's right. All right. Play um, my games with you. You ready, sir? 
I am, in fact. Are you ready? I uh, give me one second here. All right, sir. I, I am. Go ahead and count down for me. Then let's play Travial Pursuit in three, two, one. What were the names of the two main wisecracking sidekick robots that assisted Mike Nelson while watching bad movies in the film Mystery Science Theater 3000, the movie? Gypsies and Cambot, Heckle and Jekyll, Huey and Dewey, or Tom and Crow? Is it Tom and Crow? Tom and Crow, my dude says it was, in fact, you knew, Tom Servo. Uh, in the dramatic British thriller Seven Days to Noon, what did the disturbed scientist threaten to do? Commit suicide and endanger others? Destroy London with a nuclear bomb? Flood a London suburb by blasting a dam? Or spread a highly contagious virus? Let's go with flood a suburb. Because that sounds flood ridiculous. Flood a London suburb. Incorrect. Makes sense. Sounds crazy. Uh, why, Mama, Are You Afraid was the famous concluding line of which dramatic William Wyler-directed film? Dead End, Jezebel, The Little Foxes, or The Desperate Hours? Let's go with Jezebel. Jezebel. Incorrect. It was Little Foxes. Who replaced Sandra D as Gidget opposite James Darren in the sequel Gidget Goes Hawaiian? <laughs> Barbara Boucher, Cindy Carroll, Sally Field, or Deborah Wally? Sally Field? Sally Field in Gidget. No, it was Deborah Wally. Duh. Who was the first victim of killer Michael Myers in John Carpenter's classic film Halloween? Annie, Bob, Judith, or Linda? Oh, man, I want her first name. Uh, Judith? Judith, you think? It was, in fact, Judith. Okay, thank God. <laughs> Which actress's real name was Julia Jean, although she was called Judy during her growing up years? Julie Andrews, Judy Garland, Julia Roberts, or Lana Turner? Uh, Julie Andrews? Julie Andrews, my man thinks. It was Lana Turner. <sighs> Actress Jean Harlow's crypt in the mausoleum at Forest Lawn Memorial Park has what phrase written on it? The blonde bobshell, good night, my dearest darling, our baby, or the platinum blonde? Our baby? Our baby. Uh, on this woman's mausoleum. It was, in fact, our baby. That's three. Uh, what was the tagline for the action sci-fi thriller Transformers? Never forget, never forgive. The truth can be adjusted. The time is now. Or there were our world. There were all... The last one. <laughs> the last one. It was, in fact, there were our world. That's four. What, dis what decade was the setting for the crime film American Gangster starring Denzel Washington and Russell Crowe? 1920s, 1930s, 1970s, or 1990s? It's the 70s. It was, in fact, the 70s. That's five. What was the name of the lamp that Pixar always features in its opening credits as its logo? Jack-Jack, Knick-Knack, Luxo Jr., or Tintoy? Is it Knick-Knack? Knick-Knack. No, oh, it was Luxo Jr. Ah, that's all right. I think that's five. That was five. Okay, that was respectable. I was happy with that. Wow, fam. I'm proud of you on that one. I caught a, I caught a little bit of a rough spot there. I am, in fact. Uh, so now, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get our, our old friend, the Fear Merchant Richard, on the line, and we're going to discuss all things E3. Welcome back to the show, Richard, the Fear Merchant. How the heck have you been, man? I'm very good now. I'm not calling in remotely like for the big 50. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> At least now we can actually talk to you. Yeah, the every 10 friend is back, guys. <laughs> the every 10 friend. Yeah, He's still alive. <laughs> I'm alive. And today we're talking about E3. E3. Yeah, man, I'm excited. I really want to get into this. I feel like we're going to be at yeah. odds, so I'm, 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 I'm happy for that. <laughs> So why don't you kick us yeah, off, brother? It's about E3 a.m. here. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying it's E3 a.m. I'm over in Malta right now. It's actually 4 a.m. I'm a madman. You are an absolute madman. Our dude woke up 4 a.m. in Malta to talk to us. It's just yeah, off to you I'm, guys. I'm merchanting of another kind over here for the day job. <laughs> <laughs> That's always the way, huh? No, I'm all I'm all good, guys. I might sound a bit dozy here compared to normal, but I'm all good. That's no problem. You're bringing Looking in air. To talk about E3. You're bringing an air of culture to the show, <laughs> as you always do. So tell us your thoughts, man. What do you think of the show overall? How'd you feel about it? Well, I've only been catching kind of the highlights the last couple of days, but uh, very underwhelming. I agree, hundred percent. Um, but I will say, yeah, just overall. I think Nintendo won the show, maybe. 
attest to opening up with like Skyrim VR, a six-year-old game being like their showcase. I was like, oh no, this is going to be a terrible show. You see the crabs have armor now? Really? Is that a thing? I thought yeah. it was a joke. Yeah, and paid mods. Yeah, paid mods are back. This uh. goes in again. I can't believe it. Yeah, man. I, you know, when you when you're just dusting off a six year old game that you've literally released again and again and again and again, it's like, how how am I supposed to get excited about that at all? I know people. No, it's very hard. I know people are really like, like it seemed like Twitter like exploded when that happened. People are like, oh, I can't believe that they're just releasing this game again. But like, Skyrim on or Skyrim, Skyrim on uh, on VR, like that's probably gonna be inc- like incredible. Like that's gonna look like insane if you have one of those setups right like i feel like that's an accomplishment even though it's like a sim it's the same it's in some ways it's the same game it's a whole new way to experience it you know it's it's interesting like you'll definitely be able to do those cool things it seems like it's really designed sort of to to fit a vr platform very well you know just swinging your arms around at things um shooting off fireballs and all that but in the day, it's the same game, you know. It's like it is. I already spent how many hours of my life on this? Two hundred plus. A good amount, yeah. But you know what? Like this is like this is. I feel like it's a good step in the direction for VR, though, because like that's a full like that's a full real game, and not just like a real game. That's like super long, in depth game. It's not like one of these like gimmick like pop up uh, scary games that happens to be on VR. That's really yeah. just more like one of those like light gun type games like this is like a real like full in like it's like the rpg of like the like last console generation so it's pretty Mm -hmm. in depth so i can see why like people are upset but i also feel like this is still good it's like it's moving in a good direction yeah well i don't really feel it's like a technical achievement because they're literally squeezing skyrim onto the switch now (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you you know what we'll take any game that we could get on the switch i love it though yeah, but again, it's like centerpiece of the Switch is like, oh, Skyrim's coming. It's like, it is six years old. It is. <laughs> That's a long, long time. Exactly. Exactly. And they haven't really like upped it very much. They're downgrading it, I'm assuming, for the Switch. Um, yeah, it's just been it's been done literally for six years. And I'm I'm very much over Skyrim. Um, yeah. How did you feel be- about uh, Microsoft and Xbox? Um, when they re- announced the actual proper Xbox X or whatever, it looks really impressive and there's some good things going for it, like, you know, upscaling, Xbox original, backwards compatibility, mm-hmm. uh, 4K Blu-ray player, all that stuff. But it just looks like a generic, nearly VCR box. And I'm very disappointed they're just running it on a one terabyte hard drive because mm-hmm. I have an Xbox One, is it the Elite? That kind of had like twenty percent. Uh, what is it? SSD. Oh yeah. So it like booted twenty percent quicker or something like that. And then I'm nearly full with the one terabyte, so I'd be, I don't want to like upgrade. Nearly because... full on the terabyte already. Oh my gosh. Yeah, because it's all it's all digital. Because you get about five free games a month. Yeah. Oh yeah, Xbox does have a much better. I want to say Xbox does have it's a much better paid-for platform for giving you games. Well, for full games. But you see, I bought it a bit late. Mm-hmm. So all the games I didn't buy at the time are now becoming free. So it's like, download all those games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, usually... So it's not too bad. But I was disappointed they didn't announce like Halo 3 Anniversary or Halo 6 or you know Gears of War 5 or anything like that. I think there was it... nothing standout. I think it's funny you bring up a Halo 3 anniversary when you're talking about uh, Skyrim being so old, but that you want to play Halo 3. <laughs> yeah, but that would be just an actual proper updone game instead of just wearing a helmet with the same game. <laughs> that is, I agree. That is you know, fair. Like, that is fair. The, the, the deal with the Xbox X, I feel like they kind of like took all the steam out of their sales when they said like oh we've got 12 core processor we've got you know the terabyte hard drive we've got all the backwards compatibility you know what game we're bringing to it first minecraft in (laughs) glorious 4k i'm sorry now but that does look unbelievable but that's the same syndrome of skyrim where minecraft is on everything and it's like oh crossplay well actually crossplay is quite good 
Is it? Between, yeah, because they have the crossplay now between like Switch and PC and stuff, I think. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So, so that's going to be cool. I'm not a Minecraft guy. I just think it's funny that the game that looks like Minecraft, you know, is the one that they're like, so this is 4K Minecraft, which granted, it is for what Minecraft is, it is fairly impressive how much they have been able to up it. But still, it's Minecraft. You know, it's like Super Nintendo is trying to be 3D. Yeah. Again, I wonder, are they like two or three years too late for that kind of boom and excitement? Because I stopped playing Minecraft, you know, easily one or two years ago by now. I never was able to get into it. I knew that it consumed lives. Same with WoW. Could never do World of Warcraft because I knew it just consumed people's lives. (laughs) Yeah. What else did Microsoft have? They had a few like indie titles, like The Last Night Look Cool, that looked like Pixel Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. Um, does it like there just wasn't anything popping out at me? Nothing else stood out for me on uh, Microsoft's panel either, which you know, it's a the bit Evil of a Within Two maybe from Tesla side. The Evil Within Two. Um, what else? Beyond Good and Evil Two was also announced. Hang on, now can I just say <laughs> that is a prequel to a 14 year old game that ended on a cliffhanger yeah yeah, yeah they're really yeah, reaching they're really reaching back for that one now with all that stuff how do you feel about playstation now that was the conference i didn't look at the most but again i think it suffered a bit from no games like Call of Duty this year actually does look good, but I say that every year because it's like carefully curated and edited videos of like the best multiplayer match ever conceived <laughs> and all this kind of stuff. Um, it was all right. I think, I don't know if it's on multi-platform, but State of Decay 2 looks okay. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, are they flogging like Horizon Zero Dawn and God of War again? Horizon Zero Dawn mm-hmm. is getting a expansion, which looks pretty good. Um, yeah, to, to have that as the forefront of your E3 coverage is just embarrassing. God of War 4 uh, still looking good. They actually showed actual gameplay um, which you know same kind of thing except now he's doing like Norse mythology. So I'm going to wind up getting it. I'm a God of War fan. At least to play through once. Um, then they're, they're also doing the thing where they're dusting off um, what is it? Uh, Shadow of the Colossus. What are they doing with that? I didn't see. And a, a complete remake, a complete redesign of it. They also showed. What, what did yeah, I hear about this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glorious 4K yeah, Shadow of the Colossus. It looks really nice. Unbelievable. I'm going to get a PS4 just for that. <laughs> I, you know, I was a big fan of the first one. Um, it's, it's one of those things that I don't know how or why. It kind of, I feel like it's kind of like Journey, where like it just touches you and you're just yeah. left being like, Wow, that was an experience I just lived through. <laughs> Is it just becoming the age of the remakes and the remasters, so and they're like just milking that nostalgia? Now I am excited for the new Spider-Man. I think that looks great. Yes, I heard that looks very good. I think it looks like a much, much better Assassin's Creed. Oh my god, can we talk about Assassin's Creed? Why? That, What's the point of just... talking about Assassin's Creed? It won't die. Yeah, it's very bad, like. It just looks like a robotic hawk just does everything in the game. Like it, It's so dumb. I have no idea what goes on in those games anymore. And there's like 15 of them at this point. Yeah, they did go a bit insane. There was like, so I think there was an offshoot. There was you like got Brotherhoods, you got, yeah, it's like two or three games a year with Assassin's Creed. Yeah, because they have the side scrollers and then they have Ugh. like multiplayer only and all this kind of crap. Ugh. People get really into Not Assassin's good. Creed though. Like, like people are like diehard about that series. People are so diehard about Assassin's Creed. Yeah, well, it took a two-year break, and it just looks as bad as ever. Do you know, it's like you climb up a wall, and then there's like five perfect Y-shaped trees that you can just run along and stuff. It doesn't, am... it doesn't look organic like at all. At all. Completely out of the Assassin's Creed uh, thing. Speaking of disappointing things, do you remember last year's E3? There was a game PlayStation showed called Detroit uh, Becoming Human, Becomes Human. Okay. So that trailer a year ago made the game look like it was going to be heavy rain, but 
now you're playing as like an android detective or like a robot detective that's like struggling with the idea of humanity and does he have a soul it looked really awesome and i was super super stoked on it graphics looked amazing looked unique and original this year's trailer for it the character has completely changed the gameplay has completely changed and it looks like it's just a crappier version of infamous oh no right right yeah, it really. I'm, I hate when people do that. I'm completely heartbroken because Infamous gets old so fast, and now it's like you go and you put up uh, uh, holographic graffiti on things, and you just go around and like beat some people up, and oh, you have some kinds of powers because you're a robot. And I'm just like, this would have been so much better if it was Heavy Rain. I'm gonna. Yes. Uh, I, 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 Heavy Rain was awesome, and that you're right. That trailer went from being like an interactive, like what looked like an interactive movie to just mm-hmm. being kind of just like a generic like action game. And which is a shame because it really looked like something like that was going to be really good. It looked like, like it was going to be special, but now it just kind of seems like it's going to get lost in the shuffle after waiting for like years. Exactly. But I think mm-hmm. Sony kind of saved, like saved the day. If you guys, did you guys get a chance to hear about a uh, hinted hidden agenda? Yeah. Cause that looks great. Um, so basically, if you're not familiar with this, Sony has this new thing called PlayLink, which basically, if you've played any of the newer versions of You Don't Know Jack, um, you know, there's like a, they throw up like a URL uh, that you visit on your phone and you're able to respond to like, you know, questions and quick time events on your phone. So basically, your phone becomes like another controller. So in Hidden Agenda, you're trying to solve like a murder mystery and it's like you and like three other people. Um, and as you're going through, um, you know, everybody's interacting, trying to help shape the story as it goes but each person has their own quote-unquote hidden agenda that you're trying to (laughs) kind of like influence and like and like push the story in so it's almost like an interactive like board game type movie it seems really cool and it's done by the people who did until dawn which i feel like if you haven't played until dawn on ps4 you should definitely do it because it's pretty much until dawn yeah it's pretty much uh it's pretty much friday the 13th um, but like, you know, told in the contemporary times, <laughs> but when Wendy goes, <laughs> yeah, uh, but I'm super stoked for this game. Yeah, this thing looks great. So, I mean, I feel like Sony will like, they're, I, I feel like they're not the worst. I feel like there's some, there's some good stuff here. I feel like for all of them, there's some good stuff. Just yeah, not what everyone wanted. Maybe would you say that E3 and other conferences are just becoming less and less relevant? Like, could they, could everyone just yeah. have like an online conference now? Yeah. There's, a, there's only such a handful of people actually end up in E3. Mm-hmm. And most of the media is consumed online. So why just not forego the whole experience? I know people get to play, but most of the release dates are pretty much in like September, October, November. Anyway, you're only waiting a few months. I think more than anything, it's about the spectacle of it. You know what I mean? Like it, it's just, the same could be said of like a Comic Con um it's it's the idea of getting the community together to show up and have that grand space like you see all the people in these rooms crowding up and crowding in just to see video games you know it's like how uh the gaming league itself has taken off it's just sort of become a new way to experience the whole culture and get it sort of be in that mainstream i think that's why it seems a little weird because most of us spend our time you know locked in our rooms you know, down in our basements, just playing <laughs> games, you know, behind keyboards and whatnot. Um, and now you're out, you're at the stadium, you're you're in the limelight, and you're on stage with, with rappers and Snoop Dogg introducing, talking about how he plays Bad Company and whatnot. It's yeah, just I a wild that is, time. I suppose that is to say, though, because there is Comic-Con, there is Penny Arcade, there's New York Comic-Con, like there's so many conventions, it's a bit diluted and then there's you know the german what's that one called again it's like gamer con or game games con or game yeah sorry games con yeah so there's all like there's loads of stuff so it's maybe diluting the allure of e3 it's not just one big conference now Mm -hmm. are like people hold their own events like e3 and stuff so like it used to just be a show for buyers like for big retails but Mm mm-hmm a lot of stuff is going digital now as well. I heard that the uh, the indie games conference person like flipped out at a fan or something. Indiecade was that Zoe Quinn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. About the uh, 
the last night developer was something like Pro Gamergate, and Zoe Quinn was wrapped up in that scandal. Where oh, yeah. she, had, she had that, um, I think it was some pro suicide game or something. Oh, and a load of magazines were giving it, um, like really good reviews, but it turned out she was sleeping with like all the uh, reviewers. Oh, she was sleeping with the whole review. And then that spawned like this big women in gaming, gamer gate kind of thing. And that's a very poor summary by me as a bystander. So <laughs> anyone listening, anyone listening should check that up themselves and uh, fact check me. Because <laughs> it's currently 4 a.m. brain trying to make sense of like a five-year-old story. <laughs> yeah. That was some wild times. So, let's so talk- I think <laughs> now we might uh, roll right into our discussion of the Switch. So what were your guys' impressions? I'll let you lead the floor here. Okay. So I absolutely feel like Nintendo won the show. That's not to say that Nintendo had the best. Uh, well, I, I, yeah. So they had the best <laughs> yes, presentation. I was the most excited <laughs> about their things. But Nintendo only really showed us stuff that's one, either no idea of a date coming out or is pretty much all coming out in 2018 with the exception of say Mario Odyssey. Um, I love the fact that they're going to do the Pokemon RPG, the true Pokemon game on the switch that people have yes. been clamoring for, for years, a true Pokemon RPG on a console. And because the switch is so much like a mobile console and a home console, I feel like this is the perfect time to do it. And they're doing it finally. No, I think that's great, man, and I'm super excited for it. But I mean, like you, like you said, this is something that you know they announced, and there's no date attached to it. There's, they're, they're just working. They're not. The guy was like, probably gonna take it. more than a year. So, so we'll get mean, it eventually. I'm thinking 2019, Christmas 2019, we'll get Pokemon. So I mean, you've been, yeah, we've just been waiting 22 years for that game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I re- we really have. I feel like if you can wait 22, you can certainly wait 24, right? Oh, yeah, buddy. But I mean, this isn't the first thing that they that they did. They also did the same thing, and uh, they went ahead and um, announced that they're working on Metroid Prime Four, which is oh man, awesome. that gave me chills watching that tra- teaser. Just the music, I was like, <gasps> I can't breathe, <laughs> right? Yeah, but you know, I love those games. Those games, those games are awesome. But I feel like that trailer is a perfect example of kind of like how like. I don't know how stupid we can be sometimes. Absolutely. <laughs> because they don't show you anything. Not they a show thing. you it's they literally play, words and a number. <laughs> they play, exactly. They play the and music. Pre order now. And they yeah, <laughs> yeah. Give me your money. And then they show you the number four and everybody lost their minds. And all they did was say, Yeah, we're we're uh, working on development. That could literally be that like six people got in a room and they were like, You wanna do Metroid? Yeah. And like, okay, this is, we're we're working on it now. Okay. We're we're dusting <laughs> it off. Don't worry. We're we we opened up the closet that it's in. So like it's cool that like they're they're working on it. And Nintendo does have a really good track record of when they say that like we're gonna work on this, it's coming out on this console, that you'll actually get it. Because we got somehow we were able to get Twilight Princess on GameCube, uh, and we still got Breath of the Wild on Wii U. So I'm sure we'll get this on Switch, but who knows like when it's gonna be. And that's my mm-hmm. that's yeah, my I biggest think, problem. I think it was the only person in Ireland that got Twilight Princess on the GameCube. <laughs> yeah, man, that's right. The preferred console to play it on. I love that controller. They're still going. They're still going for about eighty euros. The Twilight Princess on GameCube. Oh my, really? Oh my gosh! I'm gonna have to go over there and sell yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. I I was also super stoked to see that they're coming out with another Kirby game. I just want to throw that out there. I love Kirby. I think Kirby is super cool. Sometime in 2018, we're getting Kirby, but I think it's awesome. Looks like he's got a bunch more powers. It looks like his friends are coming around with him again. Like he's got some pals to go around with. I used to love the Kirby's Dreamland 2, where you were like the owl and the the gerbil or whatever. Cool, cool things that are Kirby. At this time, it looks like he's got a sword that also powers up. <laughs> Yeah, I never kind of got Kirby because it is quite fun, but there seems to be like no challenge in the games. They're really for kids, aren't they? More or less. They're fun. They're fun times. Like, I have a great time with it. Same with the Yoshi game that's going to be coming out. It looks exactly like it should for a Yoshi game. Straight off of the N64, a complete remake. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Which also, yeah. you know, 2018. Who knows when that's going to be? Yeah. 
Although I mean, I was talking, yeah, but- I was talking it out earlier, and I'm like, you know, as even though I'm kind of angry that some of the stuff isn't coming out this year, when you think about it, we've actually the Switch really hasn't been out that long. It's only been out since March, so it's made it like yeah, it's four about, months old. About like yeah, not even three. Um, so only yeah. like only like three months old, and in those three months, we've got Zelda, um, we've had Mario Kart, we have Arms coming out this week, we have Splatoon next month. We and then in just a couple months after that, we'll have Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, then we'll have Xenoblade, you know, in in December. So we're getting a lot of stuff. It's just I, I don't know. I feel like since the demand for the Switch is so intense, the demand for like games and software is like is super intense. Um, so people just like want stuff and they want it right away. Yeah, exactly. no, I felt I felt that like Nintendo usually doesn't do like the really out in the distance teaser stuff. So I felt that was like a bit of a departure. Because remember last year they literally only had um Skyward Sword and that was their whole booth. Was that E3 last year? I think it was, wasn't it? Uh, Breath of the it Wild. Was... Breath of the Wild. Right, Breath of the Wild, yeah. And yeah, they just had that as their they banked on that, but man did it pay off. It certainly yeah. did. You're you're absolutely correct, sir. Yeah, I got to play it in my buddy's house, and I was just like, <laughs> "I wish I could buy a Switch." <laughs> you gotta find one, man. It's st- I still find myself playing it. Um, the uh, expansion pass, the first season or first DLC content comes out at the end of the month, and it looks like it's gonna suck up my life again. Yeah, but to have hard mode as paid DLC was a bit rich, and also the, you know, your. Uh, to call it like hero's path or something your 200 hours of foot traffic is trying <laughs> tracks and stuff you get you get the hard mode you get the trial the master's trial which i think is 100 levels where you just try and kill enemies you start with nothing um i think you start you literally start in underpants um and then you also get um a bunch more costumes bunch more bunch more masks bunch more suits all that good stuff. Yeah, I mean it's not bad, but definitely paying for hard mode. Yeah, is a bit hard to swallow. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I got the season pass, you know. Bundle all that together. No, mm. I mean, it makes it makes sense. But I mean, like, I don't Came know with the switch I got. Oh yeah, well, I can't complain about that, man. That's that's a good exactly. deal. Exactly. Uh, but I mean, I I, I hear you because I mean that is to to go to do hard mode after that and have to pay for it a little bit rough but not to mention it's not a it's not a short game so like it's like who has time to go through and play it all again like with even more difficulty i'm like there's other stuff out there i feel like i want to play like yeah rocket, I, I couldn't be doing like that. rocket league and they don't have trophies for zelda I would, that's that's my gripe still about the switch is that there's no like trophies or medals or anything like that yeah but the hard mode also doesn't look like it's scaled in any like nice way it's just like oh all the enemies are just a high level. It's like, all right. You know, it's not like, um, remember, uh, the master's quest for Ocarina of time. Mm-hmm. Just like, all oh, just switched around and stuff. Yeah. But it was, it wasn't exactly like harder in that enemies had more hit points. It was just the puzzles were switched around and stuff. Mm-hmm. So they could have done something like that. Just like a remix version would have actually probably been worth the money as opposed to just, Here's a, you know, a switch, <laughs> a switch on the switch. There it up, is. To put up the enemies' levels, like, this is just a bit cheap. I dig it. <laughs> now, how do you feel about Mario Odyssey, though? We got to talk about the big guy, the main, the main squeeze of Nintendo. Uh, that is what's going to definitely push me to probably get a switch because I nearly fell off my chair when I saw it. It looks like captures what Mario game should be, which is basically open world and tons of fun with some new mechanic yeah this hat business you can be like anything you can be a tree if you want it seems like you possess stuff yeah but wild you could be a t-rex they, they showed you with t-rex with mario's hat and a mustache yeah it kind of looks weird that they're like putting the real life people and stuff Nah, I think it'll be good. I think it's a Mario game we've been waiting for for a while. Although I did like Super Mario 3D World on Wii U. I thought that was really good. Yeah, no, they all looked fun. I kind of missed the Wii U, you see. I was part of the reason why it failed. I didn't buy it. <laughs> don't, no, don't, don't put that blame on yourself, man. There's a, there's a lot of people. <laughs> I'm one of the few. Uh, but uh, but I, did, I did enjoy it. That was a, that was a good game. Um, 
and uh, to be able to have another 3D Mario is great because I didn't, wasn't really too into it when they did like you know the new Super Mario Brothers and it was all like 2D. I do like a lot of side yeah. scrollers, but you know I grew up on uh, Nintendo 64 and Mario 64, so to be able to play these again, like this is this is what I want. It's where I want to be. Yeah, that's where it's at. That's where Mario needs to be. Have you guys? Open world. Have you guys had a chance? Because the last thing that they cl- kind of like one of the last things they announced is that they're going to be doing uh, Rocket League on the Switch, which I'm super excited about because that game is a lot of fun. And I think on the Switch and handheld, it'll be great and it has crossplay. Yeah, no, crossplay is great because I know uh, is it Harmonix or Cymonix? What's the name of the company? I think it's Harmonix. They really, they really wanted to do the crossplay first day with you know Xbox, PS4, and I think they ended up doing that, didn't they? They did, and, and PC, uh, I believe. It's great now. That the Switch is getting in there. It's such a fun game. Lots like a, like it's kind of a skill curve, but also a bit random. So it's it great. is. It's a lot of fun. Soccer with with demolition cars. Like I know I sp- spent actual money on it at one point because I wanted the Back to the Future car. Yeah, it did too. <laughs> <laughs> we spent we, like we spent so much time playing Rocket League for so long. Like I was like, I, it felt like they earned my money, so I was more than happy to give them a little extra just for the fact that they uh, put in the Back to the Future car. And now they're partnering up with like WWE for some reason. I don't know what they're they're gonna get. I don't know what could like happen now. It doesn't make much sense to me. I hope they're the cars from WWE Crush Hour though. You're gonna have you're gonna have like the you're gonna have like the Undertaker's uh, like themed car. It's gonna be like skulls and stuff and tombstones. Oh yeah, that's it. You could drive around in his hearse. That's it. That'll be it, man. Jeez, that's like a match made in heaven for you guys. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think if it was anything like the pricing for that, it'll probably be like I don't know, like fifteen bucks or something. Like because Rocket League was never like super expensive, and at the time when I think that's when you and I got it, it was free, it was free. on PSN. So, I mean, that was that was crazy value. I don't think they expected it to be as big as it was. And it is uh, it is a little bit of luck, but the people who are good at Rocket League are really, really good. <laughs> like, it's it does well on Twitch. It's pretty it's pretty crazy. Yeah, when I see some of the gifts that come out, I'm just like, this is why this is why I don't play the game anymore. <laughs> yeah, the stuff that exactly. people can pull off is just nuts. Mm. And what do we actually think about Mario and Rabbits? That looks like a kind of a XCOM or something. <laughs> it looks weird. It looks like it's going to be an interesting play style. Like it's kind of a turn-based grid-style RPG a little bit. Yeah, it was a bit of a strange one, especially given the rabbits kind of IP. Kind of like some block turn-based kind of strategy thing. It looks like Advance Wars or something. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. I liked Advance Wars, though. I was a big fan. Yeah, it was very cool. That's how uh, DeSiga plays. Mm. DeSiga 5. If you check out previous episodes of the Switch It Up cast, you'll be able to hear our review. I was a little bummed, though, that we didn't get to hear about the vir- um, about the virtual console. I really thought Nintendo was going to talk about like when that was going to launch and what was going on. Uh, mm-hmm. But for some reason, I didn't say anything about it because I really feel like they're just sitting on a gold mine. Uh, they could just even just open it with some of the most basic stuff. Uh, but I'd really like to see like a virtual console packed with like all the classics. And I also want to start seeing some, some GameCube and some, some Wii stuff on there. So I want to be able to kind of just con- kind of consolidate a little bit and just like have the switch be like my main, like my main Nintendo machine, like run all the things and let me take them everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, a dream, man. But I don't know, man. Yeah. Do you think we'll hear something about it? Like a Nintendo direct or like, you think they'll kind of just like one day. It'll just appear. Well, it's kind of, it was a bit weird that they're like giving teasers for stuff that's so far out, but they wouldn't mention anything about the virtual console. Yeah. It's a bit odd. It's supposed to be coming out, what, at the end of this month? June? God willing. Yeah, it seems like they're not really, they're not really pushing it too hard. So it might not be a big, like a big deal for them where it's, I guess, like a bigger deal for, for other people. So I wouldn't be surprised if it kind of just like, they're just like, oh, and this update brings the virtual console. But like, I feel like that's a huge deal. But I don't know. Maybe I'm alone. You guys think, hands down, it was Nintendo that was able to kind of pull ahead of the other two? I wouldn't say hands down, but they certainly had the best games on show. Like, there was a lot of rehash on the PlayStation and Microsoft front, you know, like, oh, here's an expansion pass for this old game. 
here's the same game that we showcased last year, now getting a demo. Here's a six-year-old game called Skyrim. <laughs> exactly. That's I true. Think, I, I think Nintendo Nintendo probably Here's Nintendo. It yeah, mm. I'm I'm gonna reluctantly agree. Uh, I feel like they they did like you know they did kind of like generate the most excitement. But to be fair, a lot of stuff not coming out until like you know next year or doesn't have a date at all. So I feel like they like they kind of played it safe a little bit uh, and like bet on like the future, not so much for like the now from Nintendo. But I still gotta say I, I do I do think they won for sure. Agreed. Yes, agreed. A hundred percent. Let us know what you think, ladies and gentlemen, over on Twitter at Preachcast or at Seth Trav or at From the Crib or at Fear Merchant or is it the Fear Merchant? <laughs> the Fear Merchant. The Fear the, Merchant. The one and only. The definitive fear merchant. The definitive fear merchant. We want to thank you all for stopping by. And remember, everybody, this has been episode 60 of the Preach Cast. And to always practice what you preach.